Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first edition of the News of the Week here on Rugby League in America. This new program is in audio, video, and also on our website, rugbyleagueinamerica.net. If you didn't know that, go follow it right now. Our goal is to give you the five biggest news articles, maybe a quick snapshot of what's going on in the Americas as far as news goes for Rugby League. Really excited for it, so let's jump right in. Number five, the ORL announces the 2023 season schedule. The announcement of this 2023 season schedule has been highly anticipated for Rugby League fans, especially in the Ontario region. The ORL is semi-professional and consists of three teams, the Toronto City Saints, Brantford Broncos, and the Brampton Beavers. The season is set to begin on April 15th, with each team playing three matches before the grand final on May 7th. This marks a significant moment for the ORL, as it will be the first time pre-COVID um, that the league will conduct seasonal play. Fans are eagerly anticipating the start of the season and look forward to seeing their favorite teams back in action. Number four, the Battle of the Great Lakes. What can be said more? Battle of the Great Lakes, a huge rugby league event taking place Saturday, April 1st, tomorrow. The event will be featured two matches, Cleveland Rugby League men's taking on the Toronto City Saints and the Cleveland Outlaws, which is the women's side taking on the Ontario Ospreys. The men's match will begin at 6.30 and the women's match, which is promoted as the premier match, will begin at 8.30. Attendance. For kids is free. Uh, to buy tickets at the gate is $10, and fans are really excited. Hopefully, we can get to see those little leaguers that Ponte has been doing uh, so much work with in the Cleveland area play at halftime. As of publishing, only the Saints and Ospreys have released their match state squad. Um, fans kind of left wondering uh, who will make up those Cleveland teams, both the men and the women. We look forward to seeing who they're going to bring out to the field on Saturday. Number three, Jamaica U14, U16 High School Championships. How exciting is this? Highly competitive matches for both the 14 and 16-year-olds uh, that concluded on Thursday. The U14 finals had Calabar High School become the first high school team to win five consecutive eighth-grade championships. They achieved this feat with a narrow uh, victory over Cedar Grove Academy, 18-14. to 14. Uh, the match was decided in overtime when Amari Anderson scored a breakaway try for Calibur's first set of six. In the U16s, champ Campion College defeated Cedar Grove Academy uh, with a final score of 8-4. to four. And Hinomi uh, Ikihamalor, sorry if I messed your name up, uh, scored both tries for Campion and was named Man of the Match. Big special recognition goes out to Cedar Grove Academy, obviously, who not only won the U19s in November, but they sent U16s and U14 teams to the finals. Uh, a lot of good things going on down there in Jamaica. We are excited to see what comes uh, next season and whether or not these teams can repeat as champions. The number two news of the week that you might have missed Peter Ilfeld stepped down as the USARL Inc. chair. Uh, as we all know, Peter has made uh, the decision to step down as USARL chair after 16 years of service in the U.S. Rugby League system. Ilfeld spent uh, time coaching the Philadelphia fight to three national championships. And then, of course, you know he took over as the governing body here in the U.S., 
His retirement, however, has sparked a bit of debate, raised some concerns, and kind of left people wondering about the state of the game here in the U.S., particularly as it pertains to governance. Obviously, the International Rugby League steps in to to assist with this, and there's no indication of who will serve as the interim chairman of the governing body in the U.S. right now. Obviously, as people continue to ask questions, we'll continue to bring you updates on Peter's uh, successor and what the governance looks like here in the United States. And finally, the number one bit of news that you might have missed in this past week Brazil's Maria Graf signs for the Noosa Pirates on the Sunshine Coast. Obviously, history was made here recently when Brazil, uh, the Amazonas, went to the Women's World Cup. And of course, the Amazonas captain was Maria Graf. She is signed for the Noosa Pirates on the Sunshine Coast. She was a standout player for Brazil at the Women's World Cup in England and looks set to become the first South American player to play in the NRLW. This is a significant achievement for both Graf and for Brazil uh, and Brazilian rugby, rugby league as a whole. I think we can all say fans are really excited to see what she can bring to the Noosa Pirates, and we're all going to be very eagerly, eagerly waiting to see if Maria can break into the NRLW uh, to be the first South American player to do so. We thank you for taking a quick moment to listen to the news or watch the news here in the Americas as it pertains to Rugby League. We look forward to bringing you the next big news articles coming next week and the uh, there may be a hint in this video of what one of the biggest news articles will be next week on this little program. This has been News of the Week on Rugby League in America podcast.